Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of our homeland, Eretz Yisrael. May Kaddish Baruch may God protect our brave soldiers, and may God save and return all the hostages from Gaza immediately. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafuah Shalema of Rav Amitai, Ben Shoshana, and all those who need to experience a complete and speedy recovery. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmiah Daniel Ben Gedalia. May the souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Va'era, the leadership game changer. Our Parsha begins with HaKadosh Baruch Hu with God responding to Moshe's outcry on why he allowed the situation of the Jewish nation to worsen. Before Moshe demanded from Pare that he let the Jewish nation go, the Egyptians provided straw to make cement. However, after Moshe approached Pare, the Egyptians no longer provided them with the necessities to make cement and yet kept the same number quota of cement blocks for each Jewish person to supply. And God responded by revealing one of his most holy names to Moshe Rabin, a name that he did not reveal to our forefathers Abraham, Yitzchak, or Yaakov. Hashem tells Moshe that he has heard the cries of the Jewish nation will punish the Egyptians and redeem the Jewish people. Our Parsha contains seven out of the ten plagues that God struck the Egyptians with for enslaving the Jewish nation. Dam, Tzvardeya, Kinim, Arev, Dever, Shechin, and Barad. Blood, frogs, lice, wild animals, death of cattle, boils, and fiery hail. Each plague's cycle lasted one month. The plague itself would last one week, but Moshe and Aaron would warn Parai about the upcoming plague for three weeks. Amazingly, during the last plague of our Torah portion, Barad firing hail, Pari told Moshe, Chatasti hapam Hashem hatzadik va'ani va'ami harishoyim. And this time I have sinned, the Lord is righteous one, and my people and I are the guilty ones. Nevertheless, as soon as Moshe stopped the plague, Pari's conscience disappeared, and he refused to let the Jewish people go. However, a question comes to mind. After Moshe tells the Jewish nation that God has heard their cries for salvation, they did not believe him. The Pasuk writes, Vaidaber Moshe Kain el Bnei Yisrael, Veleshamu el Moshe Mikritsa Ruach Kasha. Moshe spoke to the Jewish people, but they did not listen from the shortness of breath and hard work. And yet when Moshe repeats to God what had occurred, he says, They did not listen because Ani Arel Sfasayim, I have a lisp, I have a stutter. Why did Moshe change the reason for the Jewish people not heeding his words of redemption? The El Sheikh HaKadosh, Rav Moshe El Sheikh, gives an interesting answer. He differentiates the reasons that the Jewish people did not listen to Moshe Rabbeinu's words of freedom and why Pari ignored Moshe Rabbeinu. So when speaking with God, Moshe tries to add another reason why he is not the right person for this very important task. The El Sheikh HaKadosh writes, that the Torah has a simple reason why the Jewish nation did not listen to Moshe Rabbeinu, because of shortness of breath and hard work. But adding a stutter that Pari would mock and ridicule leads Moshe to feel that he is not the correct person for this monumental position. However, the Ibn Ezra, Rev. Avram ben Meir Ibn Ezra, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. 
He writes that this conversation between God and Moshe Rabbeinu demonstrates in no uncertain terms why Moshe Rabbeinu is the correct person for this task, why he is the ultimate leader and the only person who can lead the Jewish nation from slavery to freedom, from Egypt to the Promised Land. The Ibn Ezra explains that Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly why the Jewish nation and Pari would not listen to him the lack of spirit for the Jewish people, and a speech impediment for Pari. But when speaking to God, Moshe takes the responsibility. Moshe Rabbeinu takes the blame upon himself for what is happening to his people. Moshe could have said to God, I told you by the burning bush that the Jewish people would not listen to me. I am not the right person for this job. Instead, Moshe puts the fault on his shortcomings, on his inability to articulate God's words in an effective manner. He would not blame his people who have been subjugated, who have been enslaved for the past 200 years for their lack of spirit, for their lack of ability to see redemption. The Ibn Ezra explains that the fact that Moshe would not criticize the Jewish nation for not listening to his words of redemption demonstrates his leadership ability. It reveals why God chose Moshe to lead his people despite the stated deficiencies and imperfections. Moshe personified the most fundamental aspect of redeeming the Jewish people, genuine care and love for every person. He first demonstrated his devotion to the Jewish nation when he first left Pari's palace and chose to kill the evil Egyptian and join his people in slavery. And when presented with the opportunity, he chooses his people once again. This lesson is ever more relevant as we prepare for Yuchvat. The day the Rebbe of Menachem Menel Schneerson took the leadership role over the Chabad Lubavitch movement in 1991, this upcoming Shabbos. From the onset, the Rebbe stated that leadership means empowering every person to lead in their own way. Some people lead synagogues, shuls, and massive communities, while others lead by infusing God into everything they do. And together, we will complete the monumentous task of sharing God's oneness and kingship with the world. In our daily life and during these trying times, we are challenged to lead in our own way. As the war in Israel progresses, so does the hate against Jews across the globe. Today, January 11th, 2024, Israel is defending its right to exist as a genocide case is brought by South Africa in the International Court of Justice at The Hague. Not that it matters, but from the early 2000s, American and British intelligence has warned about terrorist training camps in South Africa. In 2022, the U.S. Treasury Department sanctioned many South Africans connected to funding ISIS and other terrorist networks throughout the world. And although the irony looms large, we must not and cannot shy away from the task set before us. We must power each other to recognize the uniqueness of every soul and their duty in God's vast universe. Whether they are close friends, families, or even just strangers, we must inspire each other to find our piece of the puzzle and bring about the ultimate redemption. I will conclude with a part of Lessons in Leadership by Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Leadership is, I have argued, says Rabbi Sachs, the acceptance of responsibility. And therefore, if we all are responsible for each other, we are all called to be leaders, each in our own sphere of influence, be it within our friend group, our family, or in our communities. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. 
send thoughts and comments to the partial perspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.